Hi everyone, and welcome to my second episode of a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Today, I have Allie from Allie's Wicked Sober blog. Now, Allie's a little bit different. Not only is she sober, but she's also a mom. And if you thought getting sober was hard, try adding being a mom to the mix. Whoa. Allie guides us through what her day is like juggling her work life, social life, and mom life. Allie's honesty and transparency is a breath of fresh air. Enough chit-chatting, let's get into it. All right, Allie, thank you so much for being here. Anytime, I'm excited. (laughs) Me too. Had a little technical difficulties, but hey, um, I guess that's my norm in my podcasting adventures now. I just expect it. Now you know. (laughs) You have a backup plan. Right? Jeez. So where are you calling from today? I am in Connecticut in the United States. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Are you in Canada? I am in Vancouver right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's the weather like out there in Connecticut? Hot. Really? Hot and humid. Yeah. And it's normally not like this. It's just, I don't know what's going on. I guess it's global global warming. Ooh. So the reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast is because you're sober and you're also a mom. I am. Yeah. So I wanted to get your story and what you do and your tips and tricks and motivation to stay sober and be a kick-ass mama. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely hard. And that's why I give all the props in the world to sober mothers, because it's Mm -hmm. just, I mean, everywhere, um, you know, moms invite you over for play dates and they're like, oh, let's have some wine or let's have a little cocktail. And you're like, whoa, you know, I don't drink. Um, it's, so it's just so ingrained in our culture that it's, it's hard to say no, it really is. Especially when you're meeting, you know, their friend's parents for the first time. Like, what are you supposed to say? Like, oh, hey, you know, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't need any of that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So my therapist is always like, you know, just say you don't drink, just say, you know, you're doing it for health reasons. And I'm like, easier said than done, you know? Right. There's yeah health reasons as if like, I won't, I'll die if I do. Right. Weird. Right. Or like, oh, I'm on a diet. They'll they'll still, you know, they still try. Um, so it's just, it's having that fine line of having, boundaries Mm -hmm. but also you know you also want to have fun so it's it's hard it's hard to come out and say that but I think you kind of have to because then they're just going to be like oh why does why did why do you never drink you know I really do think that you just have to be proud of it and just say listen you know what I've had a problem with drinking in the past it's just yeah me and drinking you know don't get along anymore and you know it's just it's just better for me to not drink at all and stay sober and be present um and there's nothing and that's the thing like there's nothing wrong with that no but our culture makes it like there is something wrong if you don't drink and i mean it's just ridiculous to see like you know play dates having Mm -hmm. wine 
you know, and I've, I've always, you know, whenever, before I got sober, whenever I would go on a play date, even if it didn't involve alcohol, I would still have like my Yeti cup filled with wine or vodka or whatever. Um, Whoa. Because, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you weren't joking when like some, you know, like some of those mugs say like, oh, this could be vodka. I'm like, it is. Right. <laughs> Surprise. It is. And you know, it's just, yeah. It's yeah. sad though, because, you know, I remember at a, one of my son's soccer games, I had put wine mm. in it. And the person next to me was like, I smell wine. And I was like, you know, like putting my head down, mm-hmm. trying to like not, you know, give any extra attention to myself. And and I was embarrassed and ashamed that I had to drink to get right. through things. Um, like I had to drink to get through his soccer game. Like I needed it. Yeah. Um, How old is your son? He is seven. He'll be eight next month. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of wanted to back it up a little bit about you. Why, why did you get sober? Like, what is your story behind that? So ultimately, I got sober for my son. Um, I okay, you know, I had tried two times before to get sober, but like I didn't think I had a problem. I was in the hospital right. for one of them, one one attempt. I was there for like okay. a day, um, and then I tried on my own at one point too, and I couldn't. I always went back to having oh, I can just have one drink; it's not a big deal. Were you in the hospital to detox, or what? What led you to the hospital? My anxiety was out of control that I couldn't even like function. I was having the shakes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my mom was like, let's just, you know, go to the hospital, get all your vitals checked and stuff. Cause alcohol withdrawal can kill you, especially yes. if you're drinking a substantial amount. Um, so it's better to be safe than sorry. Right. So for that visit, I only stayed overnight. And, you know, after that, I didn't drink for probably three weeks and then I was like you know what you know I'm just gonna have a glass of wine it's no big deal oh um okay yeah and so I did and then <laughs> look at you <laughs> and then yeah and then um it just spiraled out of control to where I was drinking all day all night I was having shots of vodka before work and then once that buzz wore off at lunchtime I would go to the liquor store and buy some wine or nips or whatever yeah to get me through the rest of the day and then I would drive home like how sad is that like I would drive yeah about 35 to 40 minutes home after I had that much I you know and I'm grateful every time that nothing happened to anybody else yeah you know screw me but nobody else got hurt in the process. There are so many times that I've driven drunk, it's, even with my son in the car. Right. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm ashamed of that. Um, but there's, you know, there's nothing I can do about it now. Wow. So, so all this drinking all day, every day, what was your breaking point? Like, did you go to rehab? Did you? I actually, I went to detox. I woke up. Okay. Uh, November 14th, and I literally felt like I was going crazy. Like I, I needed help. I knew I needed help. Yeah. 
So I called my mom and then my sister came to Rhode Island because um, she lives in Connecticut. And, mm-hmm. and I, at the time I was living in Rhode Island um, and she came, picked me up and brought me to detox. And I was in detox for five days. Um, and my mom and my sister watched my son while I was there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he just thinks I was in the hospital for five days. I did get to call yeah. him, you know, a once a day. Mommy's a on minutes. vacation. Exactly. Yeah. Worst vacation of my life. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I was needed because I don't even, you know, I feel I slept through most of it. Right. And they just, you know, give you drugs to make you comfortable. Um, and, you know, you just got to get through it. You got to hold on tight. And there was the first. After the first 24 hours, I did want to leave. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I was asking people, I'm like, what are you, are they, am I going to get arrested if I leave here? Like, can I just like walk out the door? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, Yeah. But you have to, you just have to hold, hold on tight until the the end of those five days. And they had um, recommended inpatient treatment for 21 days I think yeah um, but I declined it I was pretty stubborn and I didn't want to do it because oh. uh, I wanted to see my son and it was around Thanksgiving time so I would have been I would have missed Thanksgiving okay um with him um but now that I look back at it I think I would have yeah even though you know I haven't relapsed but you know by the grace of God I haven't relapsed yeah. or anything um I think I would because I think you learn a lot of valuable information in inpatient. Plus, you're connecting with others that are going through the same thing. Totally. After I left detox, I came home and I was like, okay, like, now what do I do? Like, I didn't have a job. Oh, no. Uh, my case, yeah. And my when I was in detox, you know, I told them, obviously, I had a son. So then um, my they opened a case for me for child protective services okay a week after i had gotten home from detox all of a sudden this guy shows up at my door and i'm like okay and he's like yes i'm from department of youth and family services or you know whatever they call it you know we need to just make sure that he's in a safe environment right so for 45 days they had the case open and he would come you know once every week or once every other week just to make sure everything was okay because they thought, mm-hmm. you know, I was putting my son in danger. And, and, and looking back at it, I was like, he wasn't, there was nothing, you know, he right. always ate, you know, he was always yeah. clean. He was always in the sports activities and school activities, but yes, I was putting him in danger, um, especially driving. Right. But you know, the, the case did get dismissed because there, you know, he was fine and he's safe and, um, they, you know, I had a plan after detox to, you know, go to therapy, which I have a therapist who's been amazing. Um, she's the best therapist I've ever had in my life. And I've been through quite a few. Yeah. Um, so I go to her once a week and it's so refreshing to just have a neutral source and just vent. Yeah. And give you advice. Because, you know, sometimes some of these therapists, you just don't connect. And, totally. and I've been super stubborn. And I think also my stubbornness came from, you know, alcohol. Like, obviously, I didn't want to reveal yeah. that I was drinking all the time. So I couldn't get the help that I really needed. 
um, because I wasn't telling the truth. Um, So I think that's exactly that's a huge (laughs) part of recovery is telling the truth and being honest with yourself and with others. Um, So that was that's been something that you know I've been working on. Yeah, therapists are kind of amazing when you can really connect with the right one for sure. It's like, yes. And, you know, I had a scare where the therapist I had in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. one of them, um, she had threatened to take Ben away from me. Whoa. So I had, uh, yeah, because I told her, you know, told her I was drinking a lot, but not even to the extent I was drinking. And she still, you know, wanted to call um, the Child Protective Services. Right. Uh, so she had called me and said that to me after our session, not even in our session, like after. Um, yeah, it was weird. Oh. And she's like, I, I'm going to have to call. And I was like, okay. And I just started like freaking out, like uh, hysterically crying because he was pretty much he's like my reason to live. Like if I didn't have him, I don't know where I'd be right now. Aww. I honestly don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. He's, you know, he keeps me sober every day. So after detox, you go to therapy weekly. Do you, any other programs to like, do you go to meetings? What is your, what does your program look like or your support system? Let's say that. I was very resistant to AA meetings in the beginning because you kind of just get this feel that it's going to be all scummy people especially guys i think Mm -hmm. i feel like they have a an image of their kind of like predators not you know what i mean not like yeah so my therapist had to keep like hounding me every week to be like just try it out she's like just go just sit in the back don't even just listen you don't even have to talk and i'd keep being like no i don't want to do it yeah so I remember it was the 57th day of being sober and I finally went to a meeting. Okay. And I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know anybody here. They're all older people. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, but where I find where I live, yeah, there's not that many younger people to connect with in those meetings. Um, and plus being a single mom, I can't go it to the night meetings where there probably are, you know, more professional young adults. Um, right. Because I have my son and he has his sports activities. And plus, you know, we just have our nightly routine. of. It's been harder to connect with people in AA. And I've tried different meetings, different times, um, sometimes in the morning. And it's just I never found my tribe, if so to say, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped going and it hasn't really been my thing um yeah but I was grateful for it in the beginning because I really do think it helps in the beginning um to connect not necessarily connect Mm -hmm. but to hear others stories so that you don't feel quite as alone like I heard the stories and I was like wow that's me like that's what happened so it's good to not feel alone even if you don't connect with people in there it's just good to go and listen yeah ultimately i don't i don't do meetings anymore i will sometimes if i have um drinking dreams i'll be like okay there's i need to be doing something um else besides what i'm doing so i you know i do go to a meeting if there's something 
quite not right and something's off, I go to a meeting just to put myself back. Yeah, to like brush up. Right. You know, therapy, obviously, I do once a week. Um, I work out and I think that's another huge factor. Um, I drank because I, I had anxiety and I was so overwhelmed with everything that I would just drink to like numb it. Like being a single mom, I had all these activities to go to. I had work. Mm-hmm. I was trying to maintain a social life, but I couldn't do it all. And I just broke. Alcohol became my best friend. It's, it's sad to say, but it's, it's the truth. I was at the point where I didn't even want to go out anymore. Like I, the last couple months, I pretty much just drank in my room, in my bed. It, it's not a good feeling at all, but it's like you feel like that's right. the only way to get by. Wow. To drink. You said you worked out. What do you what do you like to do? Do you go to the gym, Pilates? I normally I have I'm lucky enough to have a treadmill and a bike and weights and stuff at home. So I Oh nice. Pretty much yeah, I pretty much just work out at home because first of all it's easier. There's no excuses either. I try to give myself yeah. excuses <laughs> some days, but <laughs> yeah. um you know, even if I you know, the hardest part is just getting on the treadmill. But I know if not it's not the workout isn't for me not it's not necessarily just physical it's mentally it's huge I find when I work out that my anxiety levels are so much lower and after I'm happier totally so I push myself to do it mentally because I don't want to get into one of those ruts stay out of the dark side yes yes (laughs) sure and I mean we do all have a little, you know, depressive periods here and there, I think. Like, you know, it's just, it's the highs and lows um, of life. Right. But it's it's just how you pick yourself up every day. You just gotta, you gotta have that inner motivation to just get through it. Exactly. I wanted to circle back about the mommy wine culture. Have you met any other like sober moms in your in your community? I haven't. And my therapist had asked none, none, none. And I know, um, obviously sober women, but not sober moms. And it's frustrating because I want to meet other women that aren't just focused around having wine all the time. But my therapist had actually suggested to me to make a meetup. Right. So I was thinking about doing that because I think it'd be a great idea because me and her were talking and we're like, how can there be like no sober, sober mom around? There's got to be other mothers around here that are sober, want to do things. Or even just thinking about it. Right, exactly. Even the act of reaching out or seeing those resources are available may push someone over the edge and be like, you know what? I do want to be sober. And now I know Allie has this group. Right. Ta-da! I am going to start that. Yeah, that would be great. Stay tuned for that. But it'd be great too, because then you could bring the kids along. So it's not like you're trying to find time or you're trying trying to find a babysitter or someone to watch them while you're going somewhere to a meeting. Totally. Um, and that, you know, that was the other thing about AA. People were always like, well, you could bring them along. And I'm like, oh, that's a little uncomfortable to have a child sit through a meeting like that. Right. There's a lot of things that are being shared that really aren't appropriate. Yeah. To- totally. I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I wouldn't want my kid. Not that I have kids, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your blog. Tell me about your blog. <laughs> um, definitely get yeah. on your blog and tell people 
the mommy meetups. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. How did you start that? It actually happened because I, you know, I didn't listen. And people are like, don't get in a relationship in your first year of sobriety. Mm-hmm. And what did I do? I got into a relationship. Yay, love. Right? <laughs> Fake love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After going through that breakup, I was so emotional. And I was like, what can I do to like get these feelings out and help myself, but also help others to see that they're not alone? So the blog mm-hmm. idea came up. And I try and blog every other week. I took a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm back at it. And I wrote a new blog last week. So I've gotten great feedback from Mm -hmm. it. That's ultimately why I share my story um, is to help others and to show that even being a sober, single mom, you could still be sober. Yes. Is it hard? It is. But you can do it. Um, There's other things to focus on. Where do you find your motivation from? What lights that fire in you? I think. Hearing others tell me that I am inspiring them, that definitely motivates me. Helping others helps me. But also, it's my son. Like, there is no question about it. My son is my ultimate Mm -hmm. motivator. He is my why. I'm sure you've heard of, you know, what's your why? He's my why. Um, And he's why I strive to be better and do better every day it's so sweet it is even though sometimes Hmm. he's a pain in the butt but i I love him (laughs) and and it's so true they grow up so fast and it's it's really and that's that's another thing that i'm kind of dealing with also Uh is the guilt of not being there for a chunk of his time because i was just yeah drinking um and how could a mother not be there present all the time but I was physically and mentally roots or whatever you want to call it of addiction and I couldn't get out no matter what. And I wanted to so badly. I just, I just well, thank God for detox. I know exactly. Yeah. There was definitely no way this last time that I would have been able to do that on my own. Like my, my pulse rate was always over like a hundred. Right. So yeah, it was, and I definitely needed those uh, anxiety meds that they gave. Right. So are you on medication for anxiety or how, how do you deal with your anxiety now that you don't have the crutch of alcohol? Right. Since obviously, you know, I was an alcoholic, they won't prescribe me any benzos or Xanax or any of that. Right. So I basically have to do it through my therapist. We work on different techniques. Meditation is huge, which has been harder than I ever thought. Oh, how come? It's hard for my brain to be in the present and not think about everything else that's going on. Like I've always have these thoughts that are going, you know, my mind's always like a mile a minute. So for anxiety, it's so good to practice. It's not going to come, at least for me, it's going to come naturally, meditation. But you do, once you stick with it, it helps so much. And the Insight Timer app has been a lifesaver. Ooh, what's that? It is a free meditation app. Okay. And there are so many different meditations on there from people around the world. And there's like guided sleep meditations. There's anxiety. There's so many different kinds that they have. Last night, I did one for going to sleep, like having a deep night sleep. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. And it's free. Exactly. So anybody who's trying to start the meditation, yeah. kick, 
or routine. Insight meditation app. Okay, cool. And it's free. It is free. (laughs) Not many things in life are free. So Right. (laughs) This is true. Okay, so meditation and therapy techniques. Anything else? Breathing is essential. Taking those deep breaths. Yeah. Um, But honestly, working out has definitely decreased that anxiety level. Because I used to have like I used to have anxiety level anxiety just driving in the car because my first panic attack happened in the car so every time I was driving I'd associate you know I'd be so anxious like oh my god I'm gonna have another panic attack but you just you gotta get out of your thoughts easier said than done but it really is I think it's about either getting your thoughts out on paper or speaking to somebody about it meditation working out and just trying to enjoy life and just looking at the positives mm-hmm. of things and not always in but i used to be in that negative nancy cycle like everything was negative and i was always in a bad mood i was miserable but now it's just you got to look on the bright side of things like things aren't always going to be easy and that's yes. the, the biggest thing about sobriety i really thought that everything was going to be fine once I got sober, like I wouldn't have problems anymore. Everything was going to be okay. Yeah. And that's the furthest thing from the truth because you now have to work through those problems sober without any, without any alcohol. Um, right. But it's, it's without also any crutches. Right. <laughs> but it's also very rewarding once you do get through problems um, right. sober, like you can do it. Right. So you got, so you got to look at the accomplishments. And I'm a big, like, I love lists and checklists. So, like, in my first year of sobriety, I would always be like, okay, this is my first time driving without, you know, without a drink. This is my first time going on a date, not drinking, you know, like, and that really helped me. Totally. That, wow, there is, you can do everything without alcohol. That's such a great idea, like, to track your progress and just, like, you know, celebrate those little victories like one just, I mean, for lack of better words, one step at a time, but you know, one little experience at a time, because those are going to like compound (laughs) and put you to where you want to be. Exactly. That's really cool. I like that. And I'm like, I, I get so overwhelmed if I think about like the future, obviously anxiety. So that's why I have to do those lists too, to keep me focused and present. I love that. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I noticed on your website, uh, I mean, not your website, uh, your Instagram profile, <laughs> you have a link to Sober Voyager. Yeah. What is that? That is bracelets. I'm actually wearing one right now um, that says progress, not perfection. Cute. And they also, yeah, and they also have um, t-shirts, I believe, mm-hmm. but all their profits go back to the recovery community. I believe it's based in Kentucky. I can't remember because okay. he, the guy who owns it, is traveling a lot. So I can't, I think it is Kentucky. Um, so the proceeds go to people in recovery in Kentucky. Nice. And how did you, yeah, like uh, collaborate with them or how did you find out about them? They had reached out to me mm-hmm. and I was, 
you know, very happy. Like I like to see a product first before I recommend it. I'm not the type that's just going to be like, oh, hey, I'm just going to, you know, shout out your page and I don't even know what it is type of thing. I don't do that. Right. Um, right. So I got it and I was super impressed by the quality of it. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, absolutely, I'll be an ambassador. And there are a lot of great sober companies out there. I didn't even know existed. If, if, yeah. if Instagram didn't exist, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I know, right? <laughs> That's how we got connected. Exactly. <laughs> it's great. It's so awesome because you're meeting people all over the world and seeing their day to day and how they get through struggles and, you know, what's happened to them in their life. And, you know, I think it's it's great. Um yeah, so I, I don't know where I'd be without Instagram because, like I said, I don't, I don't go to meetings, so I kind of use. I know yeah. we're not supposed to use like online forums as like, you know, support because we need that physical connection. But for right now, that's right. that's what helps me, um, and I think that's why my therapist is always like, make that sober mom group, you know, because you do need those. Um, connections yeah. in real life. I absolutely agree. I mean, I think apps and stuff online is a great icebreaker to maybe you know, reach out to someone, but then it's a great tool to follow up and to meet people in real life. I've totally done that and it's really cool. Right. It's really interesting. Like when I drove up from from California up to Vancouver, I had like all these little meetups. Um, right. I now looking back wish that I used uh, that site meetup. So (laughs) I definitely recommend it. If you're going to do your meetups, do it properly. (laughs) But it was really cool to, you know, get the word out online and then have people really show up in real life. Like, oh, great. We can do this. And I think people are craving that. And that's the thing. Yeah. And I'm finding like, no, and absolutely. Like, there seems to be a great uh, recovery community in New York City, right. but that's still kind of, you know, that's still two hours away from me. And to be honest, do I want to sit in traffic for mm-hmm. a couple hours? No, not really. So, you know, I'm trying to find that, you know, people in Connecticut. I think you should, you could be the nomad of starting, yeah. starting your own chapter. <laughs> yeah, your own, I think so too. Your own meetups. Yeah. Build it and they will come, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and like, I I would have never thought even that I was going to be on a podcast. Like, little old me in Connecticut. But anything, <laughs> you know, any... <laughs> little but old anything... you, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, hello, did you not just hear your story and all the stuff you've gone through and continue to do like you're amazing I know (laughs) thank you it's it's so hard to give yourself and that's the other thing I'm learning is giving myself credit and giving myself praise yes um I think we often we give it to others but we don't give it to ourselves yes we have to be proud of our own accomplishments absolutely so just to wrap it up here what advice would you give to anyone listening to the podcast right now, either sober, thinking about getting sober, what advice can you give to listeners out there? My advice would be to stick with it. 
to really just do the one hour at a time if you're in the beginning, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I always, in the beginning, I always looked at the future. I was like, how am I going to go a year mm-hmm. sober? Like, how am I not going to go to work events and not drink? How am I not going to do this right. and not drink? But literally, it's really just one day at a time. Look at the day that you have ahead of you and just make it through that day. That's it. Wow, what an amazing story. Thank you so much, Allie. In true mommy form, Allie had to run, but we want to thank her for being so open and honest about her sobriety and motherhood. If you want to follow Allie and her journey, please follow her on Instagram at Allie's underscore Wicked Sober. That's A-L-Y-S underscore W-I-C-K-E-D S-O-B-R. And thank you guys so much for listening. I can't do this without your love and support. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on the latest podcast episode. Love to hear your guys' feedback and comments. Have a great day.